Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hey, it's the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. Tony Kennett is the host of the Tony Kennett cast, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock, right after our program here at 93 WIBC. He's also an investigative reporter for The Daily Signal. Tony, let's start here in Indiana. There's a story that's kind of going viral. Fox News has picked up on it about this Indiana family whose kid was taken away from them because... They were trans. Now, that's the paraphrased summary that I'm coming up with. They wouldn't use the pronouns. Right. All right. Take me through uh, this on your end. So I've actually heard about this for a little bit. And, and while I was investigating it, I kind of wasn't expecting it to go national so quick. But I, I don't disparage that it's broken, I would say, a little early at all. It's great for this information to get out. A family was investigated for child abuse. And uh, the Department of Child Services found there was no child abuse at all. There was no abuse at all that took place. The only thing that the Cox family dared to do, oh, dear Lord, is they didn't play into, they didn't affirm their child's mental disability and call them uh, by the wrong pronouns. The parents actually wanted the child to get help and actually possibly cure the gender dysphoria instead of playing into something that has a 40% suicide rate. And what did this get them? Their child taken from their home. Now they're appealing the Supreme Court, which they should. Right. Now, let's back up just a little bit here. How does the child abuse claim come in? Did the child claim that it was abuse because they weren't being referred to by the proper pronouns? Did somebody else step in here? Was it a loved one, a teacher? How did this play out? So this is actually the part, because I've been asked, you know, why I wasn't the one breaking this story when I, you know, woke up and saw this on libs of TikTok and Fox News. I had reached out to the Indiana Department of Child Services and had been given what some call the runaround. So there is still a few things about this story that we don't quite know all of the details as to how first instances of rumors of child abuse got this out, whether it involved the school, whether, you know, there was a teacher or a counselor or someone in the community that called or the child themselves. There's a lot of stuff that is left unknown, and I, I'm careful to speculate because you guys know me. I like to be thorough. Sure. Right. But I don't even – I haven't been able to find – and maybe this is just a function of because, you know, the, it's a juvenile. I haven't been able to find how old this child is. Have you? Uh, I – again, I have been asking questions. Yes. But I understand. I, I, I understand. Again, I don't want to speculate. That's why I was surprised to see this go live and go national and – there are other stories like this around the country. Um, I'm not one of those journalists that despises getting scooped, but to be very clear, I had some kind of questions that were pending that have yet to be answered. So obviously I couldn't run with the story earlier. So have we heard from the governor or any elected official in Indiana about this? Nope. Nope. Not a word. And I'm going to say that's for two reasons. Number one, because, first of all, you got to give the offices a chance to be on fire for something they likely didn't know it happened. Um, number two, you have to give a lot of offices. For example, I've reached out to the attorney general's office. Um, I will be reaching out to the governor's office, although I have reason to believe they've already been notified. Um, 
they'll have to do their own investigation as to what Department of Child Services ruled on. Again, what we do know is that DCS ruled there was no actual abuse going on. So the family was investigated, and they weren't abusing the kid, but the kid is still being removed because of pronouns. This is why I said, and I've said this on the show repeatedly, the Indiana legislature needs to reel in these bureaucratic agencies who have free reign in the state and are staffed by these absolute morons who want control over your family and your children. Yeah, well, I know for a fact. I mean, I know I have friends that have personally dealt with DCS, and uh, the foster system in this state is certainly uh, a wreck as well. Do we know where this kid went? Like, what happened to him? Where Did, did he go into some sort of gender-affirming family? I am currently following up on several leads regarding the situation. That's what I read on um, Fox News. Right. I'm, I, I, I'm currently you... following up on some leads on this. Again, whether like they went to a family for a short amount of time and then another family or or whether there was like some state kind of foster custody for a little bit. I, there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. And I, I hate you guys know I hate to tell no. you that I just don't have all the answers. But no, I get it's it. so much better than speculating and then having to issue a correction. Well, it's just shocking because you hear drips and drabs of this kind of thing happening in other states, other more progressive leftist areas of the country, but uh, not in Indiana. So that's why I feel like I, even with this story on Fox News, I'm not getting the whole picture here. Uh, I'm going to push back on that. So this whole red states are safe thing, as I remember telling you, I started work at the Daily Signal to bring this entire myth that these red states are safe nonsense to rest. Okay. I just released an article in Texas about a principal who had assigned students to review adult books. And I mean, like, we're talking like class A level cat lady reading smut. Gross, gross stuff. The kids were reading. The red states have these unchecked bureaucracies. That legislatures, they don't want to touch because, oh, no, then the people will say that the Republican legislators are being mean to this Department of Education or child services, and they refuse to trim the hedges. And so now, years later, you have this big, massive weeds and everything's completely a big mess. And everyone's like, how did this happen? Well, your legislators didn't do their job Mm. of holding people accountable. That's what you get. And, Tony, first of all, thank you for the great show idea. We're going to have a segment next week called Nigel Reed's Smut. Uh, That's going to be appearing in the 4 o'clock hour of this program. Okay. Uh, We can air that in local elementary school. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But this is happening in an election year here in Indiana. I'm waiting for the gubernatorial candidates to share their opinions on this story. Haven't heard anything yet. We focused a lot on the Republican candidates, right? A lot of people are doing interviews with the Republican candidates. But don't forget, Jennifer McCormick, she's in the mix here as the Democrats uh, are getting ready to make their run for the governor's office here. Give us an update on Jennifer McCormick. Well, Jennifer McCormick is focusing on really serious things like uh, making sure that state taxpayer-funded institutions like Indiana University are less accountable to the taxpayer. So. Like many grown adult women like to do, she's throwing a fit on Twitter because, uh, (laughs) see, the legislature is trying to ensure that the Indiana legislature is able to appoint board of trustee members at Indiana University and other public university because, you know, accountability. You, Jason and Nigel, are paying for IU. So am I. So therefore, we should have a say in what goes on at the university. Well, she's flipping out about it because, oh, you can't have you can't have legislators that didn't go to IU having a say at IU. That's just wrong. 
So, you know, fourth grade civics is lost on the leading Democrat candidate for governor. <laughs> so of all the things happening in the state of Indiana, all the important issues here, and even the things that are important but not like life-changing, like infrastructure and things like that, she's focusing on how IU should get to pick the people they want to protect the bull crap they're trying to pull. So remember how just a few minutes ago I was talking about the bureaucracy in all of these state departments that was left unchecked for years? I will remind you that Jennifer McCormick was the state superintendent of this massive, filthy Department of Education. So if you're expecting expertise, uh, perhaps an understanding of policy, um, the garbage bureaucrat is probably <laughs> not your best bet. Tony Kennett, part of the Tony Kennett cast, weeknights here at 7 o'clock on 93 WIBC, also investigative uh, reporter for Daily Signal. One other thing here before we let you go, Tony. I, I got to tell you, your your parody account that you have on Twitter, the Ministry of Truth, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's it's a great follow, first of all. It's hilarious. It's right up there with you know Babylon B and The Onion. Um, you got fact-checked. <laughs> by by Newsweek. I, I, I mean, it's em embarrassing for Newsweek. It's embarrassing for the guy that had to, quote, fact check a parody account. Can you maybe take us through what happened? Yeah, so I released a tweet from the satire account that said, Biden has announced a housing for labor initiative in which if you take in migrant families and they do basically slave labor for you, then you'll get tax credits. And it blew up. And everyone from, like, Kevin Sorbo to, like, all of these other big accounts started talking about this. And Newsweek and PolitiFact and Reuters and Verify, which WTHR uses, they freaked out about it. And oh, you got to Verify! you got to yeah. verify. Welcome to the club, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, like, on TV. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and the reason the rest of the White House and the IRS until they got a statement from them about it. But I found out why. Like, why freak out about this? It's because I hit too close to home. Because in a PolitiFact article, it was revealed that there are actually State Department programs that help Americans house immigrants. And there may be perks that are housing immigrants when they provide, again, slave labor so that oh, they can live in your house. And I, I do mean slave labor. I, I saw, I think it was out of Boston, this woman had a Haitian family, or at least a husband and wife, living with her. And she's like, oh, it's great. They do all the cleaning and cooking. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't they make Long Duck Dong do that in 16 Candles? He was out there working in the lawn, so Grandpa didn't hurt his hyena. It is beyond bonkers. And it's it is. for all of the Democrat legislators and politicians who whenever they say immigrants, they're like, well, who's going to mow your lawns, Republicans? And it's like, oh, my God, you just said that out loud. All right, Tonus, uh, are you working tonight or are you off tonight? Well, I'm down in Nashville at the Religious Broadcasters Conference, and I have so many articles to write, it's insane. Okay, stop by Rippy's on Broadway. It's right there at the end of the Strip, across from the uh, Bridgestone Arena. Best ribs on the Strip. You want me to get you guys pictures or... or no, bring know, some that, back. That's yeah, what we're please. asking. Yeah, pictures my ass. Bring some ribs back, Tonus. I'll try my best. You're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.